online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again. This is Food FM. A view from the vineyard with Charlotte Christensen and Virgin Wines. Because life's too short for boring wine. Many people know you are one of the world's best left arm spin bowlers. Do you think this helps you swirl your glass with more flair than the average person? (laughs) I think it probably does. (laughs) Here at Virgin Wines, we believe that life's too short for boring wine, which is why we search the world for the most exciting independent winemakers and use thousands of our customer ratings to shape our range of premium quality exclusive wines. Head to virginwines.co.uk and start your wine journey with us today. Handpicked by us, loved by you. Today on Food FM, I'm delighted to be joined by Phil Tufnell. Phil is a legendary former English cricketer turned TV and media personality. Phil played 42 tests and 20 one-day internationals for England between 1990 and 2001. He is adored by fans around the world, so it was no surprise that he was crowned King of the Jungle in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Phil was also captain of the ever-popular A Question of Sport for 12 years. We've also seen him dance across our screens on Strictly, leap in the mountains on the jump, and he's a regular on the BBC's Test Match Special. But something you may not know about Phil is that he's been a wine lover for over 30 years. He fell in love with wine on his first Ashes trip to Australia and has visited many vineyards across the world. Phil is now set to release an exclusive collection of six wines labelled Tough as Tipples with Virgin Wines. How exciting. I can't wait to find out more from Phil about his collection, the process of making and tasting the wines, and how playing international cricket introduced Phil to the magical world of wine. Welcome, Phil. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Firstly, congratulations on releasing your own collection of wines. It must have been brilliant when you first saw the finished bottles and your face on those bottles. Um, So for all our our listeners, there is some great Phil artwork on the labels. (laughs) Um, Can you tell me, Phil, what inspired you to create Tough as Tipples? Well, I've always enjoyed my wine. Wines, uh, obviously, and um, I was sort of sitting down thinking about it, and you know, having been very lucky to have toured and travelled uh, with England to all these fabulous wine-making countries, like you know, you know, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and all these kind of places. When we were when we were touring um, on our days off, we always usually found ourselves at a winery, usually. And having to wander around these wonderful places, so um, it was that was one of the main reasons. And then the other reason, really, is just holidays. You know, down to the south of France and Spain. Uh, my mother and father uh, lived in Spain, and so that was the inspiration, really, just being fortunate enough to to um, travel about and you know find these wonderful places and wonderful wines. Yeah, so cricket has taken you, it seems, all over the world and to some fantastic, um, especially new world wine countries. You mentioned there you visited vineyards in South Africa, New Zealand um, and Australia too. Can you tell me about a particular memorable vineyard experience that really sort of furthered your appreciation for wine during your Um, travels? Yeah, I was very lucky when I was in over Australia, my wife came 
out as well and we went to the Barossa Valley which was wonderful they looked after us fabulously down there and we took the helicopter all over the valleys and everything and um, had beautiful lunches and lovely tours um, so that was uh, that was very memorable and then also very just, hot in Barossa isn't it? it it was very hot indeed <laughs> it was but we had a very nice swimming pool so that was nice also dry I had a um, I had a taste of a wine from the date of my birth which was very interesting um, they'd kept all these sort of like uh, barrels of, of uh, different years of wines and when they were made and everything and I had one from 1966 which was very interesting so um, that wow. sort of like yeah that it tasted a little bit like sticky toffee pudding actually oh <laughs> that sounds uh, delicious uh, yes it was it, it, it was very nice so um, we had a lovely day there and then I've just actually come back from New Zealand with Brenda McCullen uh, doing a, a TV show called This Could Go Anywhere took us to some of the beautiful wineries over in New Zealand as well Craggy Range was one of my favourites and I painted a picture of Craggy Range because I like doing my art a little bit as well and uh, and sampled all of their wines as well so yeah a couple of very uh, memorable occasions that but I'd, I'd say the Barossa Valley with uh, with my wife was uh, was very memorable it was a lovely time and, and what a, a privilege to taste a wine from your birth year that it sounds, was uh, it was that yeah. sounds amazing it went right back you know I think it went back to sort of like uh, you know like Queen Victoria and everything and all this kind of stuff so it was fascinating. And that is what's so brilliant about some of these wineries is they keep these huge, they call them wine libraries, yeah. um, as reference points with vintages that go miles back so they can sort of see uh, how the wines age and, and how they develop. Yeah. That sounds very, very interesting. Now, back to your wines. What did you find the most enjoyable part of the process of, of making your wines? Unsurprisingly, the tasting. <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was rather good fun. And, and just um, having the ability to play around with the different blends and look to make something that was really personal to me. This was, you know, we mentioned earlier, you know, it was, it, I, f I found it a great honour to have my own range of wines and sort of like could have an input of the wines that I like uh, and the wines that are sort of suitable for the occasions that I like as well. So um, I think that was the best part, you know, just being able to actually put your own stamp on um, the wine that you, you, you want to produce. So I think this would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about the collection of wines. Yeah. So there are six in the collection. Firstly, there are three white wines. We have one from France. It's a Sauvignon Blanc, very crisp, citrusy and floral. And then you have a, another Sauvignon Blanc, but this one's from Australia. And this is more of an intense style of Sauvignon Blanc with tropical notes, um, but still that lovely fresh finish that we all like from mm. our Sauvignon. Blancs. Yeah. And then there is an English wine, and this is made from the grape Bacchus, which has some kind of similarities to Sauvignon Blanc in the sense it's quite fresh and mineral. And this one is uh, quite light with uh, lemon and elderflower flavours. So as a collection of whites as a whole, I think I generally describe them as quite sort of fresh, crisp and aromatic in style. Um, and yeah. this, this is the style of white wine you enjoy, isn't it? Well, it's it, it's sitting outside in the sunshine, isn't it? <laughs> um, long lunches yeah. with friends 
and wines that you could enjoy. I, I particularly like the the Bacchus. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I like doing that. And, and the main reason we like that is that I like my spicy food. I like uh, my Thai food and, and spicy food. So um, and I found that that went very well with that. Uh, very Moorish. Um, you know, and, so, and you can sit outside in the garden and get through a couple of bottles of that, no problem. So that's what we was trying to uh, achieve and uh, I'm very happy with how it all turned out. Yeah, I had the uh, the pleasure of tasting the Bacchus with you quite recently and it is uh, definitely very drinkable and perfect yes. <laughs> for, for this um, sunny weather. And yeah, yeah, interesting you say how you like to have it with um, Thai or sort of Asian-inspired food. Yes. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I love those um, quite sort of intense citrusy notes, but freshness you get to, to the Bacchus and also the Sauvignon Blancs with that sort of spice that you get from Thai food. But um, there's also often quite quite a lot of like mango and and mm. sort of herbs and stuff used in Thai food. So I think they all marry really, really well together. Yeah, if you can imagine, yes, imagine sitting out in the garden with a nice lunch, you know, with a few friends, all three of those would, um, you know, uh, you know, salads and you know, beautiful sort of spreads and what have you, all of those for sitting around socialising would be perfect. And that's what I like to do. So that's what the kind of, that's what we were sort of the angle we were going for. Yeah, just, you know, easy hosting um yeah. get all your friends around keep the wine cool on the table let everyone yeah. um help themselves and and have a very pleasant afternoon yes no sounds no, like no, a I'm nice delighted. afternoon at your place yeah, it, does. <laughs> it does indeed and i've got one of those lovely big wide um wine coolers as well which you can fit about 10 bottles in so that's fantastic oh that does sound like a good idea <laughs> what, in, in the center of the table do you have yes. one of those ones that dip in <laughs> oh, yes. i need to get one of those that is yeah. a Great idea. Yeah, they're lovely. They take a lot of ice, though. (laughs) Right, on to the red wines. So Mm. there are three red wines from your collection. Uh, Firstly, there is a little Spanish Tempranillo. So this is quite a complex wine with berry fruit flavours. It's quite spicy. There are some vanilla notes as well. It's quite soft. Um, And then there is a GSM blend. So that is a blend of Grenache, Syrah, and Mourvedre, and this wine it has it has tannins, but they're quite fine. Um, there's lots of red fruit there, some cocoa notes, and also some black sort of chocolate notes as well. Delicious. Yeah. And finally, you have a big and bold Shiraz from Margaret River in Australia. Um, quite a rich style of red wine with dark cherry notes, milk chocolate, and some more toasty vanilla-y notes from oak. I say... Well, you, um, <laughs> you make bro- it sound broadly, lovely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, they are lovely. Broadly, the collection of, of red wines, they're, they're quite quite robust they're quite bold but they're 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 juicy and and very drinkable in style and um you mentioned to me this is this is the style of red wine you like so what sort of occasions and and foods do you see yourself enjoying these these wines then well with the spanish tempranillo i it's all about mouthfeel for me, um, you know, it uh, goes with uh, rich med stews, sort of flamed food, both meat and veg, and it's sort of like a perfect, a perfect warmer for a, a cosy night in. Very soft, 
and sort of like wraps you up in a big hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the French GSM, it's it's a sunshine wine, I sort of thought. It goes with hearty food, great depth of fruit, um, flavour, lovely fruit. And because it is quite soft as well, uh, yet again, um, it's a bit of a theme of my wines, that it's quite a good quaffing wine as well. You know, you can get stuck into that a bit and have... Quaffability factor is yes. very important. It, it is for me because, I, as I said, I do enjoy my wine and I do enjoy it with friends as well. And, um, yeah, so I think that that is uh, quite high up on the agenda for me. And then the Shiraz, it, it's... How can I describe um, Sort of like a Sunday lunch. If you're sitting around as having a Sunday lunch, you know, very full flavour. Flavored. There is a, you know, a little bit of a sp- uh, sort of peppery, spicy edge to it. And, you know, great for games, smoked food and all those kind of things. I've I, I got a nice sort of like broad range of, of the red wines and they're all fantastic. I'm, I'm so pleased with how they've all come out, the, the whites and the reds. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely delighted with them all. And one tip I have um, for summer red wine drinking. Yes. And I think you can really do this with any red wines is um, just to put them actually in the fridge for 10 minutes before yeah. serving yeah i think often people drink their red wines a little bit too warm and i think especially there's this this feeling when you're in the winter to have a kind of quite room temperature red wine sitting by the fire yeah but um they're also lovely to have on a, a summer's evening just that that little bit cooler um when you've had you know a couple of glasses of rosy and white wine and you want to to, to have something a little bit different or, yeah. or you're just you're you're serving some meat or a barbecue in the yeah. evening and, and and you prefer to have red wine so yeah i i say you know put your red wine in, in the fridge for 10 minutes it just gives us a, a freshness to the wines that is more enjoyable in, in the summer months yeah i couldn't agree more good tip thank you <laughs> talking of tips phil as many people know you are one of the world's best left arm spin bowlers do you think this helps you swirl your glass with more flair than the average person? <laughs> I think it probably does. <laughs> I mean, I used to, I used to bowl, as you say, left arm spin, which all comes from the fingers and the wrist, and sort of like they they teach you how to do it by opening a doorknob. They say sort of pretend you're opening a doorknob to spin the ball so it goes down in the right sort of on its right axis. Um, so yes, I think what a good point. I think I've got a very flamboyant little sort of uh, little swirl in the glass online on smart speakers and on listen again this is food fm a view from the vineyard with charlotte christensen and virgin wines because life's too short for boring wine and through the process of making wine with the team are there any um tips that you've learnt from from tasting wine that you can share with our listeners I think keep your options open. You know, don't be, you know, don't just say, I like this, I like that, this is how I want to do it, you know, and all that. I think try try different wines, different smells, different tastes. And, you know, sometimes you might, you, you, you might surprise yourself and just sort of change the way you think about wine. Don't be too tunnel visioned about it. You know, I like this, I like that. Go out there and experience it all. Exactly. So, for, for example, had you tried Bacchus before the process of um, making 
making your wines? Um, I, I had tried a little bit of it, um, which I enjoyed. But then to go to, I mean, we went there to the uh, to the winery, didn't we? I, that's where I saw you, where it was produced, I think. Exactly. Yes, that's right. And so um, to go there as well, I was really enthusiastic. I went through the whole process of it all, saw how it was all done. And uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. I can, I, I, I really enjoyed that whole process. And uh, yeah, the Bacchus is one of my favourites. Yeah, it's, it's, Bacchus is great, especially, as I mentioned earlier, for those who like a very kind of crisp and fresh style of yeah. white wine. And it's sort of one of our signature grapes here in England. It does very well in the climate in England. Um, it doesn't need too much um, warmth in order to ripen, although although this year we, we seem to be blessed with a lot and yeah. lot of sun. So yeah, I think if, if people listening in, if you haven't tried a Bacchus before, try one, try Phil's. It's, yes. uh, it's very delicious, unique in terms of its flavour profile profile but you know as I mentioned if you like that crisp style of white wine it's it's definitely one that I'm sure you will enjoy yeah my wife loved it <laughs> I did a tasting for the, the quaffability factor yeah yeah it's my wife and her friends uh, uh, gave it a massive thumbs up as they did with the other two whites as well we had a little a, pr- a private tasting it got top marks excellent so have you managed to have a evening with all of your your friends and family to try your wines yet yes yes it went on we had, well, we've had two or three, actually. Excellent. <laughs> and we've all got round and all enjoyed the process and we were all chatting about it and what have you and had some, some nice food and, and stuff along the way as well. So um, they all got top marks. Everyone really seems to enjoy them. So that was great news. Talking of occasions for enjoying wines, yes. I want to know which yep. of your wines you would recommend for three types of very important occasions. Right. So you need to pick one of your your wines for each of these occasions firstly which of your wines would you pick for a sunny afternoon watching the cricket Ah, okay well um, that would probably be the gascony white refreshing easy to drink very sociable yeah just watch the cricket and plow your way through a bottle of that sounds perfect Mm. secondly which of your wines would you recommend to have in the jungle after say a pretty horrendous trial um maybe like your head's your head's been in a bucket of spiders or you've 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 had to you've had to eat a maggot a snake crawl on your body which one would you recommend well if i was gonna have to wash down a witchetty grub which i did do when i was in the jungle which wasn't pleasant and i felt it wriggle all the way down i must admit it would have to be the Aussie red, wouldn't it? So clearly Western Australian with its trademark eucalyptus sort of character. So that would be that one. Excellent. And finally, which of your wines would you recommend to celebrate winning a sporting match? Uh, well, we've we've mentioned it a couple of times before. It would be the Bacchus. Nice and light, easy to drink and, uh, you know, perfect for a celebration. So that would be my three recommendations. That sounds divine. Now, we're starting to see that... It's summer here in the UK. It's been particularly hot in London um, over the last week. And restrictions are starting to lift. Lots of us will be going out. (laughs) Yay! Yay! Celebrating. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Seeing friends. And a lot of us will be, you know, 
meeting with loved ones and and tucking into a glass or two to celebrate. And and some of us may go a little bit wild and have a glass or two too many, which can happen. That's all right. It it can happen. (laughs) Phil, I want to know from you what your best tip is for feeling sprightly the next day after having a little bit too much at a boozy summer barbecue. Well, that's right. Well, hopefully, when you're going to see friends and having a boozy summer barbecue, take some toughest tipple with you, and you'll have yeah. a wonderful and you'll have a wonderful afternoon. Um, best advice? Well, I, it's the age age old advice, isn't it? Try and drink lots of water. I always used to go uh, just before I go to bed. I'd try and I'd try and have a pint of water just before I go to bed, just to do that. So, and then also when you wake up in the morning, it's an old wives' tale, but it works for me. English fry up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get the full English double egg. I'm a double egg man. <laughs> and what about what are your views about hair of the dog? Would that be uh, a fry up accompanied with a bloody mary? Well, bloody mary always go down well, don't they? Yeah, love a spicy <laughs> bloody mary. Oh yes, yeah, that gets you going again. So some great advice there from Phil. Remember <laughs> to keep hydrated when you're drinking. And yes. my my mum always said to me, have a glass of water for every glass of wine. Oh okay. Oh that's a lot of water, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure you have had such a great time tucking into your wines with your your family and friends and and that you'll continue to do so over the summer. Um, But what I want to know is, are there any celebs or sportsmen you would love to see drinking your wines? Oh, blimey, I don't know. Anyone? The Queen? Um, I'd like, I'd like <laughs> I, to she does it. apparently like a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That'd be perfect then. That'd be perfect. I'll nip along to Buckingham Palace and have a raise a glass. But uh, I don't know anyone. Any, a, a, anyone who enjoys their wine and enjoys um, good friends and good company. And I'm sure Toughest Tipples will be incredibly successful. Do you kind of have any thoughts on the future if you would like to, to bring out any other wines in the in the range i mean do you are you a fan of roses and and sparkling wines or prefer to keep on the kind of white wine and red wine styles well no i mean i think there's plenty of range isn't there to to uh, have a look at all sorts of different kinds of wines as well so we've got this six to start with which we're very very happy with uh, and i think everyone will be happy as well uh but uh, yeah just wait and see why not why not let's uh, let's why have a look not at all... exactly yes. yeah exactly so who knows who knows but at the moment yeah very happy with these six and I'm sure everyone else will be. I particularly like um, roses and sparkling wines in the summer. Yes. That's why I was, yes. I was asking about those. And and sparkling wine must have, of course, been around you a lot when you were playing cricket and and winning lots of different um, matches. Is that is that usually <laughs> the, the drink of choice after a match, or what yes. did you find? Well, yes, but I, I find it a terrible waste because most people after a match or you know celebrating or something like that, they usually pop it and spray it everywhere, don't they? I uh, I never. We used to do that i used to find it a terrible waste i used to pop it and drink it <laughs> very sensible i, I <laughs> approve of that finally phil i wanted to ask you a little bit more about the best part of collaborating with virgin to produce your collection you know what what, what were the highlights um of making the wine with the team there well I, th- I think it was just an amazing chance to tap into their vast experience and knowledge you know to help me start my wine 
career really um, so I thank Virgin Wines for that immensely and also Andrew Baker's quite an amusing chap as well so we get on very well but just yeah just to just just to use their experience and knowledge to uh, for me to feed off really and enjoy every single minute of it it was great fun and I think we've well I know we've come up with uh, you know six fabulous wines and I think you, you've just touched on one of the parts of wines that I find most special is how it really brings people together um, and connects people and, and your experience and working with the team just just sounds um, so much fun and you know very collaborative and and the fact that you've been able to visit the vineyard in England where your Bacchus has grown uh, must be wonderful and I'm sure you'll be heading out when you can to visit the vineyards you worked with for the wines um, from the other regions without a doubt <laughs> when's when's the next trip to Australia planned then well I think the next trip will be uh, this winter going down there for Excellent. the ashes yeah so looking forward to that I'm going to be doing some work down there on the radio and the television and then I will definitely drop in on my vineyards that sounds wonderful online on smart speakers and on listen again this is food fm a view from the vineyard with charlotte christensen and virgin wines because life's too short for boring wine Thank you, Phil, so much for joining today and talking to us about your collection of wines. It sounds like such an enjoyable and interesting process, making your own wines, and I'm sure they'll be incredibly popular. We'll have to keep an eye out and see if the Queen tucks into any of the Tupples Tipples collection. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you for tuning in to A View from a Vineyard. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.